Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at dcaureview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, everyone, to episode 98 of the DCAU Review. I am your host, Cal, and with me, our other host, my good brother, Liam. Welcome back to the DCAU Review. Yeah, we're excited to be here. We have just two episodes left, counting this one in our Elseworld Superman month, and we're uh, we're looking at another fun one, another interesting one. Certainly nothing that we've ever covered has been quite like this one, and that is the debut episode of the Legion of Superheroes cartoon. Yeah, this one is one another one of those that I was not very familiar with. Was not, uh, I guess, I I don't know. Like I I for whatever reason it just was not on my radar of being available readily available to watch. I don't know. I was like in my sixteen to eighteen year old range at that point. I guess maybe I felt like I was too old to watch cartoons, which is goofy <laughs> because now I'm much older than that and I'm. <laughs> frequently watch cartoons so uh but yeah so i was not as familiar with this uh but uh, yeah it's it's an interesting trip down memory lane for you and and certainly a uh, introduction of a new animated universe or elseworld if you will as we uh here are talking about the legion of superheroes cartoon which uh is it officially called superman and the legion of superheroes or is just legion of superheroes and the s is yes is <laughs> present so yes uh, yeah, it was it was branded as Legion of Superheroes, but they really wanted you to know that Superman was a part of the program. Yeah, so that's actually part of kind of the development history of this. There's there's a few different kind of internet rumors that were out there when the show was first announced. One was that it was going to be a spinoff of the Justice League Unlimited episode where Supergirl goes into the uh, stays with the Legion at the end of that episode. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um but that was, according to James Tucker, that was never going to be the case. This was always going to be its own thing, completely separate from the DCAU. Um, basically, uh, 2006, there was a, a little a little film called Superman Returns that was coming out, yep. and uh, Warner Brothers wanted a Superman centric cartoon, and James Tucker pitched a Legion of Superheroes show with Superman. And they liked it. Uh, it was originally developed for Cartoon Network, who ended up passing on it ultimately. And then it found a home uh, with Kids WB, who was also kind of looking for a Superman-centric cartoon, both with the movie coming out and also uh, Smallville still being in full swing at this point. Uh, you know, another show that focuses on a, a young Superman uh, was uh, was right up their alley. So yeah, it ended up uh, debuting in. Uh, on September 23rd, 2006, the episode we are talking about is called Man of Tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because I do remember when this show first was announced and it was coming on. This is uh, either right around the time or just after Justice League Unlimited had ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously, it's and we'll get into this as we go into our main categories, but it's very thematically, very visually different than any of the, the main DCAU shows that 
we love and that we've talked about for the last 97 episodes. So, sure. um, wasn't really sure what to see. I didn't get to see every episode of this. I would kind of catch it if I was home on a Saturday morning when it was airing. Um, but I didn't have like a great deal of, uh, like nostalgia for this show, but I always remember thinking it's a cool concept and, and it's cool to, to just see a different, a different take because obviously when a character has been around since 1938, uh, there's been a lot of different Superman animation as we have, uh, shown our listeners this month as we've gone over, uh, you know, movies and various TV shows and the Super Friends shows and of course the DCAU itself, so... Getting to go take another crack at Superman and animation, but doing it in this this form with a supporting cast of the Legion of Superheroes, I think it's it's a clever idea, and it's certainly a it's a big swing, and I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like you said, it's definitely different, and I I think its animation style, which we'll talk about once we get into it, rings a little bit more true to a to a Teen Titans or the Batman yeah. uh, cartoon. But we'll get into that uh, as we get into the actual categories as we're ranking them here. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, James Tucker is involved with this. Um, of course, we reviewed one of his other projects last week, which is, of course, uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold, which you can check out in the archives at dcaureview.com. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, loads of fun, so please check that out. Um, but uh, this concept of Superman with a Legion was not, uh, this is not unique for, to this. True. Uh, that was, uh, th- there was a comic book series that was based on this idea as well. Yes, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. Which um, essentially this is what this yes. is. They just don't call it that. Yes, and whether or not that's because they just wanted the Superman branding to be stronger and they didn't want to have brand confusion on who Superboy was. Right. Or if this was this is also kind of during that time where the Superboy name itself was kind of there's a legal battle between DC Comics and the families of Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster right. uh, over royalties related to that character. The Superboy Connor Kent character was killed off in the comics, allegedly possibly related to that legal right. battle at the time. So, yeah, they, they call him Superman, but he is very much Superboy in this show. For sure. All right, Liam, well, let's uh, let's kick off our categories here before we do. I know you have the IMDb synopsis ready to go, so please give us the synopsis for this episode of Legion of Superheroes. Absolutely. This might be the longest IMDb synopsis ever. Wow. Uh, so when you think I'm done, I'm not done yet, just so you know. <laughs> uh, but yes, this is the synopsis for the episode Man of Tomorrow, which was written by Amy Wolfram, directed by Ben Jones, and that synopsis reads as such. When fearsome villains, the Fatal Five, set their sights on the newly formed Legion of Superheroes, three of the Legion's members go back in time to get help from the greatest hero of all time, Superman. Instead, they find Clark Kent, aware of his powers, but not of his grand destiny. Okay, now you are done. Yes, okay, now cool. I'm done. <laughs> Alright, cool. Yeah, you are right. I thought you thought that was the end, I was ready, and I was like, oh, no. He almost got me. <laughs> all right. Um, hey, that's the name of a Batman the Animated Series episode. There you go. Um, all right. So now you did mention, of course, in that synopsis here, as we'll get into the plot here, that uh, we have three of the Legion 
Go Back in Time, which is actually a very similar story that we encountered back uh, on one of our episodes of Superman the Animated Series, which yes, you can hear. Uh, uh, with, which, uh, the, the New Kids the in new Town. The New Kids in Town, that's right. That was a, that was a fun episode that we covered uh, in the middle mm-hmm. of last year at some point. Uh, so check out that one in the archives also at dcaureview.com. Uh, but uh, this episode here... Uh, the three different ones. Well, one of them is still the same. It's still Saturn Girl. Yes. We have Bouncing Boy and Brainiac 5 that go back in time. And they are in search of Clark uh, for reasons unknown at the beginning, but uh, then later on to reveal that uh, they are asking for his help to help battle the Fatal Five, who, again, are not strangers. <laughs> uh, if you've listened to this podcast, we, of course, covered the uh, direct-to-video Justice League versus the Fatal Five, which came out also last year. So. Yes, sir. So uh, some of the concepts here are certainly not not strange to us. Uh, what did you think of the overall plot of this? Uh, with you know, so, so you you have the Legion that goes back in time. They bring Clark. Clark is very much uh, just discovering his powers. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, it seems like he's had his powers, and it sounds like his mom is aware of them. Yes. Um, no sign of Pa Kent. They didn't say he was dead, but it's safe to say this could be one of those. Uh, yeah, iterations where Pa is is, is gone. Post season five of Smallville, yes. right? Jonathan is is not with us anymore. Uh, but uh, Clark clearly has most of his powers, but is not started to, uh, taking to fighting crime. He does use his powers early in the episode to save a Ferris wheel from tipping over at the Kansas State Fair or the, the Smallville Fair, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so it's very much an episode about Clark being told by lightning lad who's one of the legion that basically they they picked him up and he's not going to do them any help and he (laughs) has to prove himself and everybody else wrong because he also has doubt in his powers and uh ultimately does a great job and and inspires the legion uh, ultimately which is hilarious because i mean it's a good parallel uh that's the legion themselves are inspired by adult superman right so young superman does his job inspires the legion to fight back and defeat the fatal five in this episode yeah they sort of establish it's a very symbiotic thing where the legion would never have come into uh formation if it weren't for superman and all his great heroic feats but yet here this young superman needed the legion to kind of give him the little shove he needed to fully embrace who he was and and kind of what his destiny is and uh, when they when they first talk to him and they tell him you know you're going to be the greatest hero that's ever lived and he, he he laughs at them he doesn't believe them he he just doesn't he can't imagine Clark Kent of Smallville Kansas becoming the greatest hero the world's ever known and um, yeah so I will say I think this episode is it's pretty good as far as the plot goes. I think they have to pack a lot into 22 minutes. They do. It was yeah. overstuffed. <laughs> right. Um, and I and I don't know that this needed to be a two-parter, but that certainly would have allowed you to flesh things out a little bit because we really don't get a lot of time with the Legionnaires themselves. Correct. Uh, and obviously it is. I understand Superman's supposed to be the central focus of the show, but um, you kind of, you're introduced very quickly to this, this team of teenage superheroes in the future uh, you see three of them go back, they meet Clark, they say, hey, we need your help to fight the Fatal Five, and then we go back into the future. You get some name drops of some of the other Legionnaires, uh, some of which I believe uh, did appear on the show later on, but you don't really get a lot of sense of beyond that they're a team of superheroes that was kind of inspired by Superman and they're from the future. You don't really get a lot of sense of who these people are, other than sort of archetypes, like Saturn Girl's really nice, 
and Brainiac 5 is a bit more analytical, and Bouncing Boy's funny, and Lightning Lad's kind of a hothead and a jerk. So you like you get kind of character archetypes, but you don't get to spend a lot of time with them. And I do wonder if maybe this would have been better if you had a little more time to, to flesh it out. It also, and I would be interested to to delve more into it, we already talked about it, the show itself almost has a bit of an identity crisis because, it, hey, that's the name of a DC <laughs> comic series, has a bit of an identity crisis in that... There's an episode of Superman, too. There you go. Um, in... Is this a Superman show with the Legionnaires as right. as his supporting cast, or is this a Legion of Superheroes story uh, series with Superman as the supporting cast? Like, I if I had to guess by watching this episode, Superman is the main focus of this episode. Ultimately, yes. the Legion of Superheroes are the ones that save the day. They're the ones that ultimately defeat the Fatal Five. But they would not have done it without Superman, and Superman's name is not on the show, as we already said. Right. The show is the Legion of Superheroes. So, yeah, I, I wonder if, if it's just because they're trying to kind of get the best of both worlds and fleshing out some of these characters and introducing some of these guys to, you know, the Legion of Superheroes are not household names. Right. Superman is. So is this the type of thing where they feel it's necessary to have the main focus on Superman and then sprinkle in the Legion of Superheroes like this episode did in order to, in order to justify the series. Are they getting direct? Did they get directives from that? I, it's hard to say, but Mm -hmm. it's, I think you're right. I think that you, it's very, very Superman heavy, which is obviously why we're doing this episode in a Superman Elseworlds month. But if they were going for, if it's the show is called Legion of Superheroes, which it is, then you're right. I think they could have let could have lent a little bit more to fleshing out some of those Legion of Superheroes characters. Yeah, and I know they do later in the series. Uh, Brainiac Five gets a lot of play. They kind of go into his history and his ancestry, and uh, and some of the other and a lot of different characters get you know an episode or two to focus on. But this being the pilot episode, this is your introduction to every everything and it's it, yeah it just like i said it, it just feels uh overstuffed i think is a good word i appreciate it. that they didn't need feel the need to do a superman origin story no <laughs> they didn't need to tell us who superman was you go in with the assumption that you you pretty much know who superman is you know what his powers are and um you it doesn't need to be explained who clark kent is or ma kent or why smallville is where he lives or any of that stuff right uh, which i did appreciate um now the plot itself i i think this also could have could have been the case it felt a little bit overstuffed because there's five villains if you yes. think about that like you know that's you could have taken one of the fatal five maybe maybe and and done a i don't know done a a uh a an allusion to the other four and brought them in later or throughout the season to have them and I, again this is my first exposure so i don't know how the season goes and what the, right. if there's a main thread or storyline but you could have done a main thread or storyline where each character is slowly introduced and then have them all you know reunite in the finale and have them battle then but this is sort of the core villains that i'm aware of that battle the the legion <laughs> obviously there's two there's two dcau episodes or three right and two of the three dcau episodes around the legion had the fatal five uh, right uh in them so well two episodes in a movie uh but so if you're gonna have these guys be the villains then you could have spread it out a little bit too so it maybe didn't feel so jam-packed at the end yeah yeah i, I think that's a good point um but yeah, overall, I still I still enjoyed it. I think they still do a good job of 
with what they do, uh, you know, they and uh, we'll get up to a lot more of this stuff in visuals, but driving home that that feeling of Clark learning who he will become and his sort of his dealing with that from his sort of bargaining of no, this can't this can't be who I am. Uh, it's got to be some mistake to kind of by the end of the episode. Not that he still he doesn't be- instantly become super confident Superman as the very end of the episode shows he's still kind of learning to fly and and learning learning how to pose while he flies and and things like that that you know the 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 classic Superman stuff. But uh, it I think it does ring true to the Superman character where even even when he isn't quite so confident in his own abilities he's still. He's still got to go out and try because, well, these other heroes around him are going to try, and he's got to at least give it his best shot, even if he's not confident he's going to win it. So, yeah. uh, for, for all that being said, like I said, it's it's certainly not perfect. It's a little overstuffed, but uh, I gave plot a six out of ten. <laughs> I'm right right there with you. I'm a seven out of ten. All right. Um, I I think I went in with zero expectations for this, mm-hmm. uh, which helped. And uh, yeah, I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised. I di- I I didn't hate it, and um. I think there were things I would have tweaked, but for a pilot episode, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. All right, let's move on to visuals and animation, Liam. Uh, as you mentioned at the uh, start of the episode, visuals and animation are certainly very different than what we would be uh, used to as far as DCAU movies or, or shows. So this is a little bit out of that sort of streamlined and more towards, I would say, anime or, or the Teen Titans-esque, yeah. leaning towards that Japanese influence big giant big feet skinny bot <laughs> skinny legs and and uh and torsos and then sort of bigger heads and and hands um so uh, exaggerated features for sure uh, as far as character designs are concerned now um i think that uh i think that the characters look reminiscent enough of their i mean you I, you know who each of the characters are if you're at all familiar with yeah. the legion uh and certainly clark looked like a Clark Kent type. Yes. He had glasses glasses on. They got that they got that yeah. done with the with the curl in the, in the middle of his forehead. So um yeah, I, I I think to me the most interesting visuals were uh the villains. Certainly the Fatal Five are always mm-hmm. fascinating and we talked about that in the Justice League versus Fatal Five episode that we did, which you can hear in the archives at DCAUreview.com. There you go. Uh but uh you know those villains themselves are certainly unique and and visually interesting but uh, there's also a pretty cool part of the episode where as clark uh, you know is sort of being taunted and told by lightning lad that uh, he he isn't going to be good enough to join the team and he's put him through this test of lifting up this heavy metal uh clark runs away and stumbles upon an interesting visual <laughs> item uh in the middle of new new metropolis yeah we he in fact finds a superman museum uh there's a giant golden superman statue outside and then as he goes in he has there's photos of him uh his suit is on display uh and all of the kind of the photos that are hanging up in the in the rafters of the museum are all kind of recreations of various classic superman comic book covers which is a really nice touch yeah that was that was a huge pop i was like oh there's a there's a neil adams cover there there's i'm sure there were several others there from silver and golden age superman as well Mm -hmm. 
but uh, yeah, that was that was a neat touch, and it's it's funny because parallels. That's that was a uh, there was a cool scene in the Justice League versus Fatal Five where there was also a museum scene yes. that was sort of led to that. Oh, you know, they snuck some Easter eggs in there, mm-hmm. and some neat bits in there. So I thought visually that was that was really really interesting, and coupled uh, we'll talk in a minute about the music, but coupled with the music, it was just a really powerful neat scene for you. Uh, anything visually stand out for you? Yeah, I uh as far as the designs go, I don't I don't have a ton to add uh, past what you said, but yeah, I I appreciate how different they made this because as we mentioned, it's not a a DCAU show. Uh so I appreciated the completely uh drastic difference. It's I I think you may have mentioned this earlier in the episode, but if it is close to anything, it's probably yeah, that that Teen Titans show which uh, did such a good job of marrying uh, Western and Eastern animation types. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't this one isn't quite as uh, anime as Teen Titans. Sure. Certainly, you don't have like the wild reactions and like the Tex Avery type stuff. Or right, um, but it's still yeah. You, you definitely see that influence in the in the character designs. Um, as far as like, I I love the backgrounds. I love the look of New Metropolis. It's really cool looking. It looks like a cool futuristic city, mm-hmm. without going so far into making it look like the Jetsons or something. Agreed. Um, like it has a very unique feel to it, and it feels like what a city might look like in uh, a thousand years. Right. And uh, yeah, I love I loved as you mentioned the Superman Museum is super cool. Some of the designs and some of the aliens we see walking around in the background. You, uh, some of the different species that are like DC Comics lore, like there's a, one of the same species as the Tomar Ray, uh, Green Lantern, the kind of bird-like aliens. You, uh, you, you we get a cameo from uh, Booster Gold and Skeets. There you go. Booster working as a janitor in the <laughs> Superman Museum. Uh, and uh, yeah, they 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 added a lot, and I love the way a lot of the uh, legion's powers were visualized Mm. um every time lightning lad kind of powers up he has this scar around his eye and the scar begins to glow uh every time he's about to use his powers i thought that was really cool um i i really liked uh triplicate girl Mm -hmm. uh the way they they used her powers and how she can kind of split and then come back together and split kind of at will uh there's a great scene near the end as she's fighting the persuader who uh where she she runs at him jumps up and kind of throws a flying kick but then as she's the first one's doing the kick a second one punch flies out and then the third one flies out and that's actually the one that connects and then they all you know zoom back and and come back together so the visualizations of of triplicate girl of lightning lad and uh, bouncing boy as well i thought they did uh, some really really cool stuff with all of them yeah they had a lot of fun uh, triplicate girl was one of the things that i liked too I, I neglected to mention yeah when they visualize her powers and splitting and she does the triple kick at the end was yeah. was awesome um there's also a, a cameo by one of the uh what you would what i would call and i had to google this because i didn't know his name the the diamond green lantern yes. uh who apparently his name is uh Ch- chaz chaselon i guess <laughs> he's from the world of uh Barrio 3, just so you know. There you go. So uh, throw that in your Google machine if you're interested in, <laughs> in getting a visual Deep on cut, that guy. Certainly. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, but uh, that it was cool. It was nice. I, I kind of wish they had done a few more cameos from different things. You, you know, that's that's we've talked about that before. When you're on an alien planet or futuristic planet, you mm-hmm. have you can kind of go wild and enjoy it. But the ones that were there were were good. I, I think I think you're right. I think the visual uh, visualization of their powers is where they had the most fun in this episode. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I, I really 
Drive. I really loved specifically of the Fatal Five. You mentioned their designs were all pretty striking, but specifically the Persuader design, because mm-hmm. uh, most of the versions of him is just like he's kind of got like a black suit with the big silver head on it. And this one, he's he's like a big jacked up guy with uh, like a long like ponytail and has like the uh, skull mask on his face. I thought uh, Persuader especially had a, a really really unique and and cool design to him. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for Emerald Empress too much, and I thought she got a lot of screen time. Yeah. I felt felt like that her design was just she had neon green glowing mascara and hair, but she looked yeah. a little more like fire to me. The, yeah, that's from fair. Fire and Ice, but um, you, you know that's that's nitpicking. Um, I I still think it's a very strong uh, episode visually. I enjoyed it for the most part. I don't love the character designs. It's not really my Mm-hmm. style of animation that i prefer but i i did enjoy things in the midst of it so i gave it a strong pretty strong seven out of ten for it. what about you yeah i gave it nine out of ten so oh, nice. i uh, i really really enjoyed it and i think it's like i said i think the 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 home runs are definitely the the visualization of the powers near the end is superman's being uh uh, blasted with the energy from the Empress's uh, big eyeball. Yep, <laughs> and uh, he fires heat vision back at it, and that was cool. Uh, you know, sort of the whole screen turns red for a moment as as the Legion kind of rallies. Uh, Brainiac Five turns into this giant like transformer looking thing, and uh, yep. yeah, they do some really, really, really cool stuff with like uh, with that stuff, especially. There you go. All right, William, let's move on to music here. Uh, let's talk about music. Yeah, any idea on who did music for this week's episode? Yes, it's uh, the same three people we mentioned last week, in fact. Uh, Christopher Carter, Lolita Ritmanis, and Michael McQuistian. Those guys have a job for life yes. with the DC cartoons. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're veterans, obviously. They've all worked on, uh, I think, going back to Superman and Batman Beyond, Justice League. Um, I think Lolita Romanis actually even did a few episodes of the original Batman the Animated Series. Too. I believe so too. Um, so yeah, these I mean they they know how to score a, a, a superhero cartoon by this point in, yep. in the game certainly. And uh, I like the the Superman theme is kind of reminiscent of the Shirley Walker theme, but Agreed. it isn't quite the same. It's played it's played in a different key and it doesn't come to quite the same crescendo, but. It's still very triumphant when he finally puts that suit on and uh, comes to fight the Fatal Five. It's it's still uh, it's still a cool moment. It's still you still know that's a that's a Superman theme right there. Absolutely, um, yeah. That that part gave me it actually gave me little, little chills. It was yeah. cool. You know, he puts the suit on and he's you can tell he's still just kind of like I don't know about this. And then the that he like the suit sort of like I guess adjusts to his body or whatever it yeah. is. They talk about that. Is that suit alive? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, maybe it's a, a literal symbiote. Yeah, from, uh, who knows? From the Spider Man. Anyway, it, it sort sort of form fits his body all of a sudden, and the 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 theme kicks in. And like you said, it's reminiscent enough of the Superman the animated series theme where it gives uh, a good call callback. And I thought that the mm-hmm. music during the the final battle too between the the Fatal Five and and Superman. Uh, was good it's it's not it wasn't overpowering there wasn't anything other than sort of mood setting music but Mm it it created that sort of uh tension that you look for in those in those moments and like you said these guys clearly know how to do that yes (laughs) yeah and i I like the uh the main theme of the show too uh the, the they have a full like title sequence where they do like a roll call of all the different characters and it's not entirely unique animation um there are some clips from other episodes uh, mixed in with it but the kind of i love the way it ends with kind of each legionnaire 
you know, flying down and landing, and then the other one lands in front of them all the way, and then ending with Superman, and that combined with the the music kind of swelling at that point, I thought I thought did a good job, and uh, yeah, I, I gave music a seven out of ten. I, I really liked it in this episode. Uh, I have the exact same score, <laughs> uh, seven out of ten. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very strong, and I I I I have. We try not to do this, but when you're comparing across the board, and yes. this is what we do, we, we rate episodes on things. We li- talked about last week's episode and the Brave and the Bold episode where we felt like that that, that could have given that episode just a little extra oomph was having a, a Superman theme, something that maybe even if it wasn't an exact you know an exact theme that had been mm-hmm. used before, but a, a, a variation on a classic Superman theme of some mm-hmm. of any kind. And um, this episode, this this show did that in a way. Yes. It was reminiscent of the Superman the Animated Series, but was different in its own right. But still packed that punch mm-hmm. and uh, gave the need uh, or, or let you feel Superman's presence there. It, it yeah. added to the it added to the show. Agreed. All right, Liam. Let's move on to our final category of the day: voice acting. So we have uh, we have a full cast here of different characters, a lot of different people. As we said, it was a jam packed episode. So uh, let's talk about our voice cast here. Yeah, it's a, it's a big cast, and I will start with uh, we have Carrie Walgren as a Saturn Girl. Uh, she also also plays Triplicate Girl, um, who people might know from. She's done a lot of voice acting work. Uh, Shows like Rick and Morty. Uh, she actually played Starfire in the DC animated movie universe, okay. the uh, the more recent uh, straight to DVD or Blu-ray uh, movies that have come out. Uh, okay. She's played played Starfire in a couple of those. Uh, I like her as Saturn Girl. Again, she's kind of just there to be nice to Clark and mm-hmm. kind of give him a little bit of a pep talk. But I think she 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 fits like what you want. Saturn girl to sound like I think like very very like like it sounds like she thinks she's thought about what she's going to say before she says it agreed and uh, I think she does a good job with that we have uh, Adam Wiley as Brainiac 5 who is uh, probably best known there was apparently this is news to me but when I was doing research there's a show called Picket Fences that ran for like five years uh, that he was on so (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got for Adam Wiley as Brainiac 5. He doesn't have a lot in this episode other than kind of being the guy who is like, no, no, Superman's going to be great. Like, uh, Superman's going (laughs) to, like, he's, he's like, we're in the right place. We're going to find him. He's kind of just there to be a a little bit of exposition, a little bit of training for Superman. Uh, we have Michael Kornakia as Bouncing Boy. He's good. Uh, another veteran voice actor. Um, he's again. He's just kind of. He's a. He's a, his default look is just kind of a big jolly fat guy. Yep. So that's the kind of voice you get from. Him. He's, sure. He's solid in it. You have uh, Heather Hogan as Phantom Girl, and we have Andy Milder as. Uh, Lightning Lad, he's probably best known uh, for being in Apollo. He was in Apollo 13 and Armageddon. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I guess he has a, he cornered the market on space movies of the mid-90s. But, okay, uh, there we go. But uh, I, he, again, like we talked about in plot, there are a lot of these Legionnaires are just kind of playing archetypes of a character at this point. So yep. he's, a, he's kind of a jock. He's kind of a cocky guy. He's sort of, I guess, the de facto leader at this point in the team. Yep. Um, and he's kind of given given Superman the business before uh, before things uh, give him know, the business get, gets get a little more serious towards the end. But yeah, he does a, a fine job. And 
Uh, we have Jennifer Hale as the Emerald Empress. She's really the only member of the Fatal Five who talks in this episode. So they didn't. They didn't. They they had so many people. They didn't want to go yeah. the extra mile and have the rest and or have people do double duty as most cartoons. Would right. Do. Uh, so yeah, Jennifer Hale, who we would know as Killer Frost and Giganta from the DCAU series. There you go. Uh, as well as a thousand other voice roles, of course. And then uh, yeah, the man himself. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal is playing Superman, who folks might know from the Ben 10 Alien Force show. This was when they aged up Ben to be like a teenager. Okay. Uh, he did the voice of that. He's also voiced Spider-Man a lot, including in the most recent uh, PS4 Spider-Man video game. Oh, okay. Um, tons and tons. Another one of those just really solid, easy. He, I believe he also voiced Robin in something, oh, but I don't okay. have that... In front of me. He's done a lot of different voice acting for, okay. for superhero cartoons over the years, but uh, uh, very recognizable to me as someone who uh, both loved that Spider-Man game and also as someone who uh, watched a lot of Ben 10 growing up. So, uh, yeah, he he does a solid job as a, as a I guess he's not quite teenage because he's about to start his job at the Daily Planet, but still a younger Superman. Um and yeah, I, th- I think he does a good job. I don't think anybody's like great, great in this episode, but nobody's bad either. So I went ahead and gave voice acting a six out of ten. All right, uh, I am just a tick higher. I went seven out of ten. I think again had to do with my no expectations coming to this, <laughs> no preconceived notions. Um, yeah, I, I think everybody plays their roles pretty pretty well. Uh, you have these are all teenagers and casting people that are 30 years old to play teenagers <laughs> as it goes is usually they usually do a pretty good job because they're they're all actors so um yeah I, I felt like that the acting wasn't bad it is there is a lot i was hoping for at least one or two more dcau vo- veteran voice actors in this episode mm. but maybe they come in later down the line uh because we know this is a as you said a james tucker production so probably use some of those other guys later but nice to have at least one or two in there uh from the dcau but uh, yeah seven out of ten all right, Liam. So I guess that will bring us to our final scores for the day. So tallying everything up on my end here, I have a final score of 28 out of 40. What about you? And I also have a final score of 28 out Which of 40. Which is insane because we I had sevens across the board and you had, I mean, yes, the math checks out. You, <laughs> you had two sixes, a seven, and a nine. Both come to 28. And as a reminder, we about- don't talk about our scores. But uh, let's talk about rewatchability, Liam. That's, that's going to be a tough one for me <laughs> here. Uh, because, I mean, I am, I guess I am, what speaks to this is I am certainly interested in seeing more episodes of this in the future, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good thing. And I guess if you're going to go down this route and check out this cartoon at all, you would probably want to check out the pilot episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I give it a one thumb up to rewatch. <laughs> you know, it, I will I ever watch this episode again? Probably not. But hard to get through? No. Is it, no. Is it fun? Yeah, there's some fun to be had and there's some cool visuals. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I think, it's not like a great, we talked so much about the various Batman Brave and the Bold episodes about how a lot of them work as like a great like DC Comics 101 uh certainly like the Shazam episode we watched was they just go over the entire origin story and everything in there and like we said because this is so focused on Superman uh we don't get a lot of time to learn who the Legion are um so yeah I, I would kind of be in the same ballpark I think it is worth watching if you've never seen the show and you're interested in giving it a try there's 
it's a fine place to start with yeah. the first episode, but if you're looking for like I want to I want to explain to me who these Legion are layers are or a specific character, like I want to know about Brainiac Five, then you'd probably want to look into some episodes probably later on in the series that get to focus more on the individual characters rather than trying to introduce Superman himself and an entire team at the same time. So or uh, watch Justice League Unlimited, or yeah, you can watch Justice League <laughs> Unlimited or uh, you know, Superman, Superman animated, animated series, series, anything like that. But uh, yeah, still. I'm like 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 we're saying we we it was certainly an enjoyable time but maybe it's not like a great intro to the legion if that's what you're looking for concur all right Liam well thank you so much everyone for listening to this week's episode we have one more week of Superman's else Superman else worlds episodes coming up Liam you want to talk about what our final episode hard to believe we've already made it yes. through five weeks of else worlds uh, here coming up but uh, what is our final episode of Superman else worlds month Yes, yeah, so our, our final week of Superman Elseworlds Month will, in fact, be returning to a show we have covered once before, and that being The Batman. Uh, we are going, we started, we reviewed the pilot episode of that show uh, back in back a little bit over a year ago now, and uh, you can find that episode in the archives at dcaureview.com. But we're jumping all the way into the season five premiere, the final season of The Batman here, with a, the two-part season premiere, The Batman Superman Story, mm. uh, parts one and two, the introduction of Superman into this world of The Batman. You get to see him interact with Batman, with Robin, with some of the other uh, in- ancillary characters that have been introduced in the four seasons that have passed since we last visited these <laughs> characters, so... Definitely looking forward to that. There will be some familiar names to talk about in voice acting for that episode. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking to uh, wrapping it up with another uh, interesting take on The Man of Steel. Absolutely. And just right around the corner, uh, two weeks from now, we have episode number 100 coming up. So have something exciting planned for that. So stay tuned uh, as we count down to episode 100. But uh, as Liam said, thank you for tuning in this week. Don't forget to check us out on social media at DCAU Review, both on Twitter and Instagram. Both things offering their own uniqueness. Liam interacting with anybody and everybody, all things DC and DCAU related on Twitter. And then you can check out our Instagram for clips from upcoming episodes, Flashback Fridays from past episodes, and tons more fun on there as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, excited! Uh, excited to wrap up this month, Liam. Yeah, it's uh, as we've talked about. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun looking at all these different versions, and uh, excited looking forward towards uh, episode 100 on the on the uh, horizon. So uh, looking forward to getting to the next one. All right. Well, until then, I'm Cal and I'm Liam, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>